In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis, as well as breaking news. The Bitcoin fees just hit a 20-month high as minor revenues match the $69,000 Bitcoin price action. Also, asset manager Franklin Templeton strategist sees every national treasury holding on to Bitcoin and says the Bitcoin will be the base unit of trade. We'll also be discussing Van X CEO expecting a new Bitcoin price all-time high amid the imminent interest rate cuts. I'll be breaking down his timeline. We'll also be discussing the analyst who caught the crypto rally earlier in the year unveils his roadmap for Bitcoin to surge to $110,000 per coin. Also be breaking down his timeline as well as breaking news. Qatar's $500 billion sovereign wealth fund will be converted into Bitcoin according to Max Kaiser. That's right. He says the kingdom of Saudi Arabia and Qatar are about to drop $1 trillion into Bitcoin. The high priest also says what I heard nine months ago and reported on is happening. Aramco, the largest oil company in the world, is doing a Michael Saylor and putting billions of dollars into Bitcoin. The FOMO is real. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And with that being shared, fam, this is pod episode number 1494. I'm your host, JV, and today is December 17th, 2023. Let's kick it off with our market watch as we do each and every day. We got Bitcoin currently correcting, but still hovering above 42,200. We have Ether uh, barely in the red, maintaining above 2,200 as well, as all the major cryptos have been correcting and in the red. Let's zoom out for the monthly to get a broader perspective. Bitcoin still up a whopping 16.5% on the month. We have Ether up 14%. Solana up 27%, Cardano up a whopping 60%, and AVAX straight killing the game up almost 94%. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap sits just shy of $1.6 trillion with roughly $48 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. The Bitcoin dominance is on the decline at 51.6%, and the Ether dominance has also been on the decline at 16.8% as many of the alts continue breaking out. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, ICP leading the pack yet again up another 9% on the day and 110% on the week, now with a $5 billion market cap. We have Bidget Token up 7%, followed by Curved Out Token up roughly 5.5%. Now, which altcoins are you most bullish on for this bull run? Please let me know in the comments right down below. And don't forget, this is a live and interactive show. So also let me know where you're tuning in from, fam. And checking out crypto bubbles to get a visual perspective of the market on the day. We can see a mixed bag. Overall, the majority are in the red, but we still have some in the green, again, including ICP, CRV, and BGB. And now checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. We're back on the rise with a 73 in greed. Yesterday, a 67. Last week, a 74. And last month, a 63 in greed. So there you have it. My crypto fam, where do you feel December is likely to take us for the peak price action? Do you think we break the annual high sitting just shy of 44,800? But with that being shared, now let's kick off our Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. And if you guys prefer, we'll also look at some live charts together. The four hour chart is looking bullish with a very solid target we can discuss here. But let's just look 
and some of the technicals from the top analysts as well see what's happening. Bitcoin's eight-week winning streak is likely to end as the price is down on the weekly. The recent weakness indicates profit booking by traders, but it does not change the short-term uptrend. The pullback will also help reduce the froth that may be or have been in the building. And after the initial shakeout, the strong hands are likely to re-enter the crypto market as the macro environment remains bullish for risk assets. Let me know if you guys are bullish. The decision by the Fed to pause the rate hikes and possibly reduce the rates in 2024 could further boost demand for crypto products, making it more easy for people to access money for investments into crypto. Clearly, the higher the interest rates are, the more difficult it is for people to invest. Now, nothing goes up in a straight line, we must always remember. After sharp rallies, traders generally book their profits and shift their focus to other coins, which is what we're witnessing right now in the market, hence why the Bitcoin dominance and the Ether dominance are both collectively on uh, dropping. You know, not much, but they are dropping, hence the altcoins people are uh, getting into. Now, here's some Bitcoin TA, aka astrology for men. Bitcoin is getting squeezed between the 20-day exponential moving average of 41,370 and the downline trend. This sets the stage for a sharp breakout within the next few days. As you can see here in the Bitcoin daily chart, if the price dies below the 20-day exponential moving average, the bears will sense an opportunity to try to tug Bitcoin to the strong support of 37.9-ish. The bulls are expected to fiercely defend this level. If the price rebounds to 37.9, it's likely to face selling at the 20-day exponential moving average, again, at the downtrend line. Instead, if the price turns up and breaks above the trend line line, it'll suggest the bulls are asserting their dominance. Let's go bulls. Bitcoin can then retest the overhead resistance of 44,700. So mark that target, fam. If this level is scaled, the prospects of a rally to 48,000 improve. As you can see here in the Bitcoin four-hour candle chart, the moving averages on the four-hour chart have turned down and the RSI is trading in the negative territory, indicating the bears have a slight edge in the near term. The bears will have to break the 40,000 support to Accelerate selling and sink uh, Bitcoin down to 37.8. Now, on the upside, a break above the trend line line suggests the bulls have absorbed the selling. Bitcoin may first rise to 43.5 and thereafter 44.7. This level may witness a tough battle between the bulls and the bears. So there you have it. And now let's take a look at the live uh, four-hour chart over on TradingView, shall we? Let's pull this up. This is live and in the flesh right now. This is the four-hour chart. Let me know if you can see this. Uh, clear on your screen and you notice there is a target to the north if you hover over that it shows us our double bottom target for bitcoin right now is just shy of 44,043,933 to be exact on the four hour chart now let's take a look let's check out the one day chart see how we're performing this is live again and in the flesh you can see bitcoin has a target to the north on the daily chart which is just shy of 52,000 well actually it's 49,433 so just shy of 49,500 on the daily chart. So the daily chart and the four-hour chart are looking quite bullish right now. Let me know your guys' feedback, and we'll also take a look on the hourly chart, being we're here. Let's check it out. Here we go. Here's the one-hour chart. Let's see where we're at. 
Wow, we have quite a few targets on the one hour chart, a lot of action uh, happening. We have the orange target, most north, which is 45.523. Then we have that green target, which is sitting uh, the double bottom target of 44.8. And then we have that red target, which is sitting at 43.938. And uh, to the south, we have a target of $38,983. Again, this is the one hour candle chart. And let's maybe look at one more time perspective. We can look at the weekly chart, see how we're looking. This is probably gonna be the first red candle printed in the past eight weeks. Look at all those green candles. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is most likely gonna be a bullet or a bearish uh, closing, unfortunately, but it's all good. We just had eight weeks of consecutive momentum and we have a target sitting currently at $46,791, which is a falling wedge target on the one week chart. And yes, we are looking at Coinbase currently, as you can see here in your screen. So there you have it, crypto fam. Let me know your thoughts on the current latest with the charts. But anyways, family, let's now break down our next story of the day. Now that we discuss some Bitcoin TA, let's discuss Bitcoin fees hitting like a high uh, over the past 20 months, which is kind of scary. And you can thank ordinals for this, uh, congesting the blockchain. But let's discuss this in greater detail because the fees are the highest we have seen them in almost two freaking years. Bitcoin on-chain transaction fees are dividing opinion as the cost of sending Bitcoin skyrockets. Data from statistics resource BitInfo Charts puts the average transaction fee at nearly 40 bucks as of December 17th. Ouch, you guys need to start using layer two lightning protocols because you can send virtually free and instantaneous. So keep that in mind. Now the latest wave of Bitcoin ordinal inscriptions resulted in elevated transaction fees for all the network users, but some believe that they're here to stay. Per BitInfo charts, it currently costs just over 37 dollars to send a Bitcoin on chain, the highest average figure price since April of 2021. And additional figures from meme pool space shows Bitcoin's meme pool, the size of the unconfirmed on-chain transaction backlog is vast, resulting in transactions with an attached fee of even $2 having no chain priority. Now, almost 350,000 transactions are awaiting to be confirmed at the time this article was published. Good Lord. Now, as casual on-chain spending becomes unviable for many seller, uh, smaller investors, a heated debate amongst the Bitcoin proponents continues. While many are angry at the impact of the ordinals on the fees, popular Bitcoin figures argue that the double-digit transaction costs are merely a taste of things to come. Those wanting to shield themselves need to embrace so-called layer two solutions, such as the Lightning Network, as I pointed out earlier, which is specifically designed to cater to mass adoption. Now, uh, quoting them here, fees are currently artificially and temporarily high due to the JPEG clownery, but it is nothing more than a glimpse into the future, according to Hoddle Knot, who wrote that on December 16th yesterday on X. And continuing, he argued that demanding low fees for level one transactions is not just ignorant, it feeds into an attack on Bitcoin. That's right, because it does seem to be an attack. This reflects on the very composition of Bitcoin itself as a competition-based network, gaining value over time as proof-of-work intends. Keeping fees low is contradictory, and as hard forks of the Bitcoin network specifically intended to offer, that benefit has shown does not attract value. Quoting Hoddle Not here again, why is it critical to onboard someone to layer one with sub $1 fees if they can't afford to move the funds in five years anyway? Go to Bcash or another centralized pipe dream already. Now, miners are enjoying the best USD 
revenues in two years. Elsewhere, well-known commentators reiterated that despite the fees, Bitcoin continues to function as intended, quoting the analysts here, if ordinals bring the high on-chain world to everyone earlier than expected, it will act like a SIF cutting down everyone who did not accept a layer two solution to the network fee problem. Many users will be confused, upset, and ready to abandon Bitcoin. There will be no recourse for them, and obviously, because there is no one to blame, no one to seek compensation from. After all, this is the normal state of the network. The rules are being followed, and those are the rules you agreed to. Board apes. That perspective is shared by Bitcoin veteran Adam Back, the co-founder of Bitcoin and blockchain tech firm Blockstream, as well as Hashcash. For him, the answer likewise lies in expanding layer two capabilities instead of relying on anything beyond the minor fee. Incentives, quoting Adam Back here, you can't stop JPEGs on Bitcoin. Complaining will only make them do it more. Trying to stop them and they'll do it in worse ways. The high fees drive adoption of layer two and force innovation. So relax and build things. Very well said, uh, coming from Adam Back. Now, data from blockchain.com shows the minor revenue, the sum total of the block subsidies and fees in US dollars, hitting levels last seen when Bitcoin hit its current 69,000 all-time high back in November of 2021. How many of you were around here in Bitcoin at that time of November of 2021 when we hit 69 Gs? Let me know in the comments right down below. And uh, with that being shared, let's now kick it off with our next story of the day and discuss treasuries adopting Bitcoin. This would be a pretty massive deal. And Feliz Navidad, Merry Christmas, fam, to everyone around the world. We appreciate your support here at Crypto News Alerts. You can see the headline, Franklin Templeton, strategist sees every national treasury holding Bitcoin and says that Bitcoin will be the base unit of trade. Send it. The strategist with global investment giant Franklin Templeton says they envision every national treasury one day holding Bitcoin and that the uh, king crypto will eventually become the base unit of trade. Let's go. In the interview on Natalie Brunel's YouTube channel, Sandy Call, the head of Franklin Templeton's digital asset and industry advisory services, says we've already begun to see nation states adopting Bitcoin. That's right. We have uh, El Salvador being the first to make the move and now they are laying out the bloop print for the rest of the countries to follow. Uh, and there's a lot of talk about adoption right now. Uh, Argentina, Colombia, Mexico, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Iran, potentially Russia, even doing business in Bitcoin. So it's about to get lit. But anyways, quoting her here, I think you're already starting to see countries holding Bitcoin. Facts. And you are starting to see this even play into the less developed nations wanting to play on a more equal playing field by combining some of their buying power around Bitcoin and using that as a way to compete more effectively with bigger countries and bigger economies precisely what we're witnessing. She also says, I also think that Bitcoin is going to become something that every treasury needs to hold because portions of their business will just be facilitated more easily through Bitcoin payments than through foreign exchange conversions that need to happen to enable cross-border trades today. So a lot of people see a lot of promise in central bank digital currencies not I. <laughs> I think there will be a lot of efficiencies that get created by them, but those are still going to require all of the translation and exchange rate risks that you carry into moving from country to country, whereas Bitcoin is Bitcoin in every country. That's right. It is borderless and Bitcoin does not discriminate. Now, according to Call, it is within the realm of possibility for countries around the world to conduct trades using Bitcoin as a base unit. Quoting her again here, I do still think that the potential to see Bitcoin used as a base unit of international trade exists. At a minimum, you're going to see it used for certain types of trade. And that means that every country is going to have to hold some reserves 
Preach. She also shares, so I just see it working its way increasingly into traditional banking ecosystem as just a foundational part of that system. And I think the question then becomes over time, do people start to gravitate more to something that works globally and isn't tied to any government policies? Bingo, I would say 100%. And shout out to Natalie Brunel and her podcast, Coin Stories. Be sure to check this out and to watch the interview that she did. Check the show notes below the video in the description. And let me know if you agree or disagree with her sentiment that every national treasury will eventually hold Bitcoin. And how do you feel that will likely impact the Bitcoin price action? But anyways, let's kick it off with our next story of the day. We discuss all the treasuries adopting Bitcoin. Now let's discuss another major asset manager, Van Eck. Their CEO is very bullish on the King Crypto and says Bitcoin is likely to hit new all-time highs amid an imminent interest rate cut. Now, here we go. Here's the latest. In a new interview on CNBC, uh, CNBC, Jan Van Eck says that Bitcoin is much like gold, largely tied to the interest rate cycles. Now, I already know Bitcoin is the basically superior version of gold, hence why gold is the poor man's Bitcoin. Just saying. The veteran investor says that interest rates are headed down, which has historically been bullish for BTC. It is the macro, the stores of value that don't generate the interest, which is why investors like Warren Buffett don't like them at all, but they behave really in relation to interest rates. That's the big cycle. The interest rates are headed down, directionally speaking. So the macro behind Bitcoin and gold are very strong. And by the way, they are kind of doing to perform similarly. They both peaked in 2021. Uh, both of them have been rallying this year. And obviously, Bitcoin weigh more than gold, for different reasons. Yeah, Bitcoin is a hedge against inflation. It's a store of wealth. It is a insurance policy, right? It's a hedge against deflation. It's basically every factor which can be measured Bitcoin against gold, Bitcoin is superior. Now, despite Bitcoin being up nearly 170% on the year, not too shabby. Congrats to all my Bitcoin hodlers. Van Eck says that there are still significant gains to be had. Facts. The investor predicts new all-time highs within the next year, perhaps on the back of the Bitcoin halving, which is slated to take place in April of 2024, only four months out. And this will slash the miners' Bitcoin uh, rewards in half. Quoting him here, no, the big gains are not over because it's growing up. It's like a child that's growing up, becoming an adult, right? Adolescence. You can argue about it uh, being in a bubble, but it bubbled in 2017, but then it hit all-time highs in 2021. Facts. That was four years after. Are we going to hit another all-time high for the cycle peak in 2025, four more years after 2021? Let me know your thoughts. So he says, so nothing has ever been in a bubble and then outperformed itself. So I fully expect in this cycle, and you have this having thing happening in April, which is great technically for Bitcoin. I expect the all-time highs within the next 12 months. Now, Adam Back, uh, he's expecting all-time high. In fact, a $100,000 Bitcoin price action by March 31st of 2024, before the halving, even made a wager betting some Bitcoin on it, which we have covered here in the show. And to watch this interview that the Van Eck CEO did on CNBC entitled Van Eck CEO on the spot Bitcoin ETF, check the show notes below the video in the description. But anyways, family, here's the latest with this 110,000 price prediction. We have a top analyst who accurately called the Bitcoin 2022 price floor, which I believe was roughly 15.7. Now he's laying out the price path for Bitcoin to hit a new all-time high of 110,000. Send it. Let's go. In a new session, the synonymous analyst tells his subs that he's seen Bitcoin igniting a parabolic ascent after it's having 
Next year, the halving which slashes the Bitcoin amount of rewards in half is slated for April, only four months out. And although Don Alt is long-term bullish on Bitcoin, he sees Bitcoin by uh, retesting its support around 32,000 by April next year before meteorically rising towards his bull market target. Interesting, quitting him alongside this chart. Maybe we do something like this before we go lower again, like 90,000, 100,000, or 110,000 towards 2026 or 2025. Wouldn't surprise me, but it's what I think you could be looking at on the Bitcoin front. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. Now for the short term, Don Alt warns that Bitcoin may be on the verge of printing an intermediate top as market participants eagerly await the potential approval of spot market Bitcoin ETFs. And according to the analysts, the approval of the spot-based Bitcoin ETFs will likely not be a bullish catalyst for Bitcoin. Now, I heavily disagree on this, but nonetheless, here's what he shares. It is getting more and more risky. The longer you stick around, the worse it gets, in my opinion. The monthly chart is still looking okay. The only thing you need is this area of 32,000 to hold. If this area of 32,000 doesn't hold, that's where you flip bearish. It's pretty much the high time frame signal that we had here at 60,000. Now, last month, as you know, Bloomberg analyst James Safart said the US SEC is possibly gearing up to approve multiple spot Bitcoin ETF apps all in January. That's right. How many of you believe that potentially all 13 from the major asset managers, the Black Rocks, the ARC 21 shares, the Van Eck, I don't know, Vanguard's in there as well, but all the largest players out there all get the approval at the same time to avoid showing favoritism. Let me know your thoughts on that. We also got to point out that these same ETF experts from Bloomberg, we're talking James Safart and Eric Balchunez, are still giving it a 90% probability that we get the ETF finally approved for the spot in the United States with the final deadline looming between January 5th to the 10th. Now that's roughly three weeks out, fam. How many of you genuinely believe the ETS finally get the approval? And how many of you think we don't get the approval and gets pushed back yet again? And Gary Gensler continues kicking the can down the road. But anyways, fam, I know you guys are ready for the feature story of the day. So let's dive into the feature story of the day. Here's the latest with Qatar converting $500 billion, which is a half a trillion currently sitting in their sovereign wealth fund into Bitcoin, according to Max Kaiser, and how this would likely impact the Bitcoin price action. Let's break this baby down, shall we? Here's the headline right here. Qatar's sovereign wealth fund is considering investing $500 billion into Bitcoin, but we got to go to the high priest himself, Max Kaiser. Here's some tweets. Here was an article that was recently published four days ago, the world's largest oil company, Saudi Armaco, partners with SBI Holdings to potentially invest in digital assets. So you have the largest oil company in the world, right, partnering with the largest bank of Japan, right, to potentially invest in digital assets. Well, what's the number one digital asset on the planet? Bitcoin. So let's see what Max has to share regarding that. Here's the translation according to Max. The kingdom of Saudi Arabia and Qatar are about to drop $1 trillion into Bitcoin. He also tweeted, what I heard nine months ago and reported on is happening. Aramco is doing a Michael Saylor and putting billions of dollars into Bitcoin. The FOMO is real. This is coming directly from Max. I covered this story as well. Now, Clearly, uh, Saudi Arabia is the one investing billions into Bitcoin. He says it's happening now and that the FOMO is real. So you can believe whatever you guys want to believe. I don't care. Now, he also wrote, the God candle is a $100,000 uptick in play for Bitcoin. It'll shift the global axis of wealth and power in a single tick. 
Pretty powerful words. He also wrote, I have one word for you, 100,000 Bitcoin God Candle fans. Qatar, let's freaking go. The rumors are getting very loud on this. Their sovereign wealth fund rumored to be looking to buy a half a trillion worth a BTC. Yeah, you know I mean, I think there's some more actually in this thread right here. He also shows some pictures with the Emir of Qatar meeting up with Bukele, which was several months back. In fact, here's a headline back when that took place September 13, 2023. Qatar and El Salvador enhanced diplomatic ties, sparking crypto speculation. Hmm. So something is clearly going on behind closed doors. But let's get back to the thread because there's a lot more to share. Check it out. Update to add clarity. My source said Bitcoin makes our one half trillion dollar sovereign wealth fund effectively worthless. We should just convert all of it into Bitcoin. <laughs> How many of you agree with that? Do you think they should convert $500 billion into Bitcoin? Let me know your thoughts. Also shared here. Oh yeah, we just shared that tweet. Uh, Crypto Rover wrote, if Qatar really did allocate $500 billion to buy Bitcoin, it'll easily catapult the price up to 200000 per coin. Now again, Bukele and the president of Qatar have already been discussing this. This is nothing new. This took place back in September. Now, Quentin wrote some uh, very fascinating ideas here. Check this out. Imagine this timeline. So here, think about this. January spot Bitcoin ETF pumps Bitcoin to 75000 per coin, hitting the new all-time high next month. April halving takes us to 100000 per coin in roughly four months. Qatar announces buying uh, Bitcoin, and then we serve God candle, roughly at 150,000 by that time. The Fed lowers the rates and global liquidity rises hard, taking us to 200,000 per coin. Then two to three South American countries, maybe Argentina, I don't know, maybe uh, Paraguay. Uh, what are some other ones out there? Uh, Suriname talked about adopting Bitcoin, putting 1% of their strategic reserves in their central bank into the King Crypto. So there's a lot of talks from many countries doing this family, right? Now that would take us to 250,000 if these countries adopted Bitcoin as the legal tender. Now, we also have Colombia, right? Samson Mao, I covered this here on the show, met with the president maybe a week or so ago and actually gifted him 100,000 Satoshis. So now a lot of these world leaders and presidents around the world are actually Bitcoin hodlers. So let's do some guessing. What other events that are bullish can happen? Please do. Let me know your thoughts. Now, Samson Mao, I have a lot of respect for. This guy is a very smart man. Here's what he just shared in an interview with Cointelegraph, which I transcribed, and it was actually actually the main story in yesterday's pod. If you missed it, check out the entire podcast. But here's a glimpse of what he shared in the interview. The real rally is when we go to a million dollars. And that is when the spot ETFs are approved and we have tens of billions, maybe hundreds of billions of dollars flowing into Bitcoin in a very short time frame. I'm talking about weeks or days. So that is the real rally. Let me know if you agree with that sentiment from Samson Now, Now I want to find, this is my X account. If you're not following me on X, you're missing out. Be sure to follow me on X, fam. He recently shared another tweet with some of the things he believes are not priced in yet that are all bullish catalysts. And I want to read them to you. Here's what he wrote uh, yesterday. The ETF approvals aren't priced in. The having isn't priced in. More nation state adoption isn't priced in. Renewed quantitative easing isn't priced in. The multiplier effect isn't priced in. The Veblen effect isn't priced in. All of this is happening at the same time and none of this ish is priced in. 
What are your thoughts, fam? Let me know if you agree or disagree. Now, I could actually read some more of this story because you guys want to know more about Qatar and what is happening. And again, this article was back on December 5th. And yes, at this time, it's speculation because Qatar didn't come out and announce nothing. But do you think they would? No, absolutely. They're not stupid. So you have to keep all of this in mind, family. So in a surprising move, Qatar's sovereign wealth fund has announced its intention to allocate $500 billion of its assets into Bitcoin, the leading crypto. Though, this would make Qatar Sovereign Wealth Fund the largest institutional investor of Bitcoin, surpassing MicroStrategy, which currently has 174,000 BTC on the balance sheet. Also, Tesla and other major companies. The uh, Sovereign Wealth Fund of Qatar is one of the world's largest sovereign wealth funds with an estimated value of over five, I'm sorry, 300 billion. It was established all the way back in 2005 to diversify Qatar's oil and gas revenues and invest in various sectors such as real estate, infrastructure, technology technology, and healthcare. Their sovereign wealth fund has a long-term vision and global reach with investments in more than 40 countries. And according to the press relief, the sovereign wealth fund of Qatar sees Bitcoin as a strategic asset that can enhance its portfolio performance and hedge against inflation and currency devaluation. The sovereign wealth fund also believes that Bitcoin has the potential to become a global reserve currency that can facilitate cross-border transactions as well as financial inclusion. That's pretty powerful. Now, there's also talk of Russia, Iran, and all of these uh, sovereign nations also dealing in Bitcoin, which I've been covering here on the show. So this is pretty real. They plan to acquire Bitcoin gradually over the next five years using a dollar cost averaging strategy to reduce the market volatility and price risk. So there you have it. Can they just purchase in one single swoop a half a trillion worth of Bitcoin? No, it's not available. But over the course of several years, that's the plan. According to the insiders, just FYI, the announcement of the Qatar Sovereign Wealth Fund interest in Bitcoin has sent shockwaves across the industry and financial markets. Bitcoin price surged to new all-time highs. I mean, 100,000 would be a god candle. We renamed it here on the channel to the Kaiser candle because Max is the one who broke the news and shared the story. And speaking of the story, let's read between the lines because this was the headline. The world's largest oil company, Saudi Aramco, partners with Japanese finance giant SBI Holdings to explore investing in digital assets. Habibi, let's get it. So Max is ultimately saying the translation of this article, if you can read between the lines, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and Qatar about to drop a trillion dollars into Bitcoin. So let's read this a little further. Here we go. Saudi Aramco, the largest oil and gas company, might be on the brink of investing in digital assets, aka Bitcoin. The company, which has a market cap, according to this article, they have a market cap of two, uh, $2 trillion. That's a pretty big deal. They signed a memorandum with SBI Holdings, the financial services company in Japan to explore the collaboration in various fields of investment, including digital assets, aka Bitcoin. Now, SBI Holdings revealed plans to open a subsidiary called SBI Middle East. So oil money is coming into Bitcoin. It is a given. Saudi Aramco has invested in blockchain-linked companies before. So this isn't new. They started back in 2020 with a very small $5 million investment into VAKT, a global commodities blockchain digitization business. Also, the company signed an MOU with Drog Group, a Web3 tech development company, back in February. So there you have it, my crypto fam. What are your thoughts on this news that the Middle East going to be adopting Bitcoin and that Qatar could potentially be converting their half a trillion dollar sovereign wealth fund into 
Bitcoin. Let me know your honest thoughts and I'll read these comments out loud. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL!